Send me the link, please. Will do. I think I actually posted it yesterday. Um, oh, okay. It is the 90s, and there is time for the Pie Factory Podcast. Okay, I think I was a tad bit early, but that's okay. That's uh, okay. Oh, I'm going to turn off my Camara. There we go. Ooh, is that a Chevy Camara? Yeah, very much. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, so welcome everybody to Pie Factory Podcast episodes. Uh, uh, let's not give this one an episode number. All right, this is episode... Uh, this is a bonus episode. Or maybe even malice, depending on how you uh, look at it, but... Uh, yeah, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, mm-hmm. We were planning to talk about toy pop and bubble bobble and bubble bobble. But the problem bubble. is, um, well, we there are several issues that happened uh, that precluded us from being prepared for that episode. So we're just uh-huh. kind of giving you all a heads up that we didn't unfortunately have a chance to do that. Um, Getting a little personal here, one of the reasons is because uh, my dad recently died, and I was kind of tied up with, uh, and still am actually tied up with uh, uh, dealing with all that. That was very unexpected, I got to say. So that kind of issued, uh, issued? No, it kind of uh, reorganized my priorities there. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be totally honest, it's also because of my incompetence. So, yeah. My incompetence has a little bit to play into I mean, I've been it playing too. Toy Pop, but I just haven't really done my proper research. You haven't done the needful? I have not. Uh, well, I have done the needless and done no research into Bubble Bobble, even though I did play it a few times. Yeah. Oh, I so. played it I played it last night at Underground Retrocade. Oh? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because it's in a converted cabinet there. It's converted from a Super Dodgeball. Oh. And, uh, Do they yeah. still have Super Dodgeball over there? They do. I think it's in one of, I think it's in a, uh, oh, oh, what's the, it's in one of those Neo Geo cabinets. Oh, okay. It's playable for, it's playable that way. I believe if I'm wrong, I'm sure, I'm sure the staff at underground retrocade might step in and say, you're wrong. Cabinet Sanchez. (laughs) Cabinet Sanchez. So, but yeah, no, I, uh, I just been too lazy to deal to do research. My job has got my uh, sleeping patterns all messed up. Oh, so that it's sucks. like, yeah. I mean, you think I've been I've been at my current job for a year now. You'd think I'd be used to it, but no. Nah. But yeah, the other thing that we wanted to talk about before we did was uh, uh, we are going on a little hiatus after hiatus. this one, and we'll be back around August ish. Yeah, I would say we're gonna shoot for like maybe mid August. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be good. But I think with everything going on and the fact that it is summer and the fact that I think we didn't we take one last year or the year before. I think we did. I think we did. Yeah. So I think it's just a good time to do it. Yeah, and, and of course we will halt Patreon donations until uh, we release another episode. So mm-hmm. yeah, we don't want to take money without giving product. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's just overall a good idea for now. And the the odd thing is, the last couple of times we've done a, done a hiatus, it was because we were getting burned out. And I'm actually not really particularly feeling burned out. Just yeah. lazy. Yeah, I hear you, but there are some other things that I want to work on too. Sure. So this frees me up for a little bit of it. Uh, also, I can do better research. Uh, but yeah, it, and you know, just work on stuff outside of Pie Factory, outside of sure. podcasting, and maybe take a little trip with the misses. Aw. And 
Yeah. It'd be one thing if podcasting was our full-time job that we're making good money well, from. Well, yeah, yeah. But this is this is more hobbyish. Exactly. You know. It's a it's a labor of love. It's a labor of love. In, exactly. So yeah, we're just we're, we'll be back. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. something really weird happens. Yeah, like oh, I don't know. The blob takes over the world. Oh goodness. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, something that we have not been mentioning enough, Jimmy G. We have a Red Bubble store. Where you can buy Red Bubbles that have the Pie Factory logo on it. Exactly. Redbubble.com yeah. slash people slash Pie Factory. Mm-hmm. That's where I got my Pie Factory podcast masks from. And of course, now that at least out here, mm-hmm. things are really starting to settle down. Mm-hmm. And case in point today, I went to the Weber Grill restaurant hey. for the first time in over a year. Mm-hmm. Big sign in the window, masks optional. And I am fully vaccinated, so I didn't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. Yeah, I know. I've been, uh, we're pretty much back in business here in Illinois. And it's, uh, yeah, at I've least for out, the time right. being. So, and I've gone out a few places, went to Great America uh, without a mask. And that was, yeah. uh, that was, that was kind of weird. No, 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 no. Correction. No. Wait, no, we did go. We went, we've gone twice this year. Once during the mask mandate, and they made you wear it when you're in line and, and you know, wait yeah. for roller coasters and that. But then we also went a couple of weeks ago just for half a day. Uh, and then we were, uh, at that point, masks were optional for the fully vaccinated. So, uh, yeah, we didn't have it then. That was uh, that was my honeymoon, or my honeymoon, my anniversary weekend. We took a, oh, yeah, we took a trip up to um, to Minneapolis to visit a few friends. We've... Uh, do tell. Uh, let me th- Was I one of them? Were you in Minneapolis? No. Well, all right then. Well, that's why I was asking, because I was sure as hell hope you weren't hoping to visit me, because I was down here. I'm trying to remember. Who who did... Uh, we were originally going to see if we can get uh, Tim Evans, but he couldn't oh, uh, make it. Yeah. But uh, we got, uh, got to talk to... Um, one of our fans, and uh, I believe he's a Patreon. No, he's not. I don't think he is a Patreon. Uh, Ryan Waltrip. Uh, met, oh, we met with him. He and, did buy uh, us breakfast, so that counts. that's true. So that that, that does count. And um, Andy Ryerson. Uh, showed oh, you up. saw Andy? No way. Saw Andy? Yeah, he oh, was wearing awesome. he was wearing his Atari seventy eight hundred. His food fight shirt. No, he he he, he uh, his girlfriend made him one that said Atari seventy eight hundred. That was oh. pretty cool. Oh, that's so that is pretty met, cool. We met with them uh, for breakfast at. Um, I think Kyle Edders from up that way too. Is he? I, don't, I think I so. wish I would have known that. I would have invited him. I invited uh, Tim Evans and uh, Jack Walsh. Uh, he's uh, Jack Walsh. Josh Walsh. He has several different accounts on Facebook because he gets banned all the time, just <laughs> like me. And um, and uh, but him and uh, him and Tim couldn't make it. Tim was really bummed. Well, they were both really bummed out, Tim, especially because he got like sick like the night before. Oh, that sucks. But uh, yeah, so we met up with Ryan and Andy at uh, at a Perkins because I haven't been to one since they closed all the ones in the Chicago area back in oh, the late seventies, yeah. early eighties. And then um, during that trip, the wife and I actually uh, went to our first uh, Cedar Fair Park uh, amusement park out there, and that was Valley Fair. It's uh, about half the size of Great America. They only got like seven, eight roller coasters, but. Uh, I had so much fun there because the, the the atmosphere there is unlike the big parks where you're like rushing, 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 and then waiting, waiting, waiting to get on everything. Valley Fair was very laid back, and I really appreciated that. And I and of course the fact that the uh, children's area, uh, which is Planet Snoopy, was extremely well themed didn't hurt either. 
Oh, gosh, they had one gift shop there. Oh, by the way. Was it Camp Snoopy or Planet Snoopy? Planet Snoopy. Planet. Oh, okay. I didn't know about Camp that. Camp Snoopy used to be in Mall of America, but they closed yeah. that a long oh, time ago. Oh, I did not know that. Or did yeah, I know it and Ni- forget it? Now it's Nickelodeon Universe in Mall of America. Oh, jeez. I picked you up something at uh, oh. at, at a gift shop there. It, it was only a few bucks, and I, I just got to squat. it to you. Well, you didn't go to Planet Snoopy. Oh, that's why. So, uh, but yeah, I got you something there. It's something, it's it's nothing big, but I, I saw it and I'm like, yeah, I don't think he's got this. I got to get it for him. But uh, it has something to do with Snoopy, and I think you'll appreciate it. Yeah. They have a really, I bought one of these. They have a really neat ball cap there. Well, already let I, me thank you, so thank you. Oh, well, there you go. They had, uh, I picked this up. It was, uh, this, this ball cap was uh, had the, uh, a map of Minnesota on it. But it was like wearing, uh, it was yellow and had the Charlie Brown stripe on it. And Charlie Brown and Snoopy were peeking from behind. And it says, where it all began, uh, Charles Schultz, because mm. he is from uh, the Minneapolis area, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep. And uh, on the back, it says Valley Fair. So that was really cool. You know what? I do have in my archive. Oh, you know what's uh, right next to Valley Fair? Well, maybe not right next, maybe a half mile what, away. the Spam Museum? No, that's actually quite a ways away. Oh, okay. No. Um... Just about a half mile from Valley Fair is the My Pillow Factory. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and they have a store in Mall of America too. Real? Uh, well, that doesn't surprise me actually. I mean, yeah, why not? He's yeah. Minneapolis, but that's, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to say anything else about that. <laughs> I saw him on Kimmel a couple. Oh, uh, what no. was the last month? It was actually pretty. It was actually a pretty fun segment they did together. Yeah, so. it was very civil and everything, and you know, it was almost disappointing because you don't want it to be civil, <laughs> right? <laughs> But anyway, let's yeah, let's not not talk about that. But <laughs> but but I, I thought that was funny. But um, you know what? I really want to get back out there because there is so much to do in the Minneapolis area. Uh, pretty much the entire riverfront is uh, state parks, uh, county parks, mm. and national parks because the National Park Service runs uh, Mississippi River National Recreation Area right through town there. Uh, yeah. There's a National Wildlife Refuge right smack next to the airport and Mall of America uh, out by uh, Valley Fair. Well, you got that, and then you've got, um, there's like a horse racing facility. But there's also like a uh, a Native American um, cultural center there, too, which looked brand new and really interesting. But we just didn't have the time to go really do much of anything. So it's telling my wife, next time we head out that way, we're going to have to spend at least a week because it just looks hmm. like there's just so much to do there. I'd like to visit that. I've only been there once just to – it was on a f- college football trip, and I worked for the team. Mm-hmm. We went to the Mall of America, and the game was actually at the Metrodome, and I didn't really see much more. So I, I w- I'd like to explore a little bit more sometime. Yeah, I went there younger with me and my brother – and my dad, we, we took a vacation. We went up through Michigan, up across the Mackinac Bridge, drove yeah. up to Thunder Bay, back down through Duluth and through mm. the Twin Cities. But we didn't actually stop in the Twin Cities ah. on that trip. We were in the city limits, so I should count it, but I don't because we didn't actually stop and see anything. Given that criteria, I probably shouldn't count have ever having been to North Dakota, but I have. So. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Um, that's what we were up to, and um, yeah, I I love road trips. Just don't have the money or time to do them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, f- yeah, I, I hear you there, especially the time. Yeah, I, mean, I get a very generous paid time off package where I work, mm-hmm. but especially this year, man, because my wife has a major milestone birthday this year, so we're taking a big trip at the end of the year. So I have those days cordoned off. I we're taking a trip in end of july beginning of september a smaller trip mm-hmm. and of course with uh 
my dad dying, I had to take some more time off. So I, I basically have no more wiggle room. I mean, it's not as bad as your situation in terms of days off, but man, I hate bringing this up because I know it's kind of a downer, but this kind of ties into one of our previous uh, special topic episodes. Oh, but uh, when my mom and I, the day that my dad died, when we were making plans and stuff, uh, she brought up the name of a funeral director that she heard of because one of her best friends, when she died, they used him. And I said, mom, <laughs> I know that name. I've heard good things about him. And uh, he came over the next day to talk about everything. And he's telling us how it's hard for him to drum up business because he doesn't have a big sign out in the side of the road. He, when he does funeral services, he rents out other locations mm-hmm. and all this. And I said, do you know how I heard about you? <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, I remember you from the BBS days. Mm-hmm. And he almost fell off the chair. Yeah, when, I, you know, when you told me his name, I'm like, I, I know that name. I don't think I actually know him, but I know of him. So He's he like, was, yeah, uh, I was on the monastery, and he named a couple of other BBSs that I weren't, I wasn't familiar with because it was before my time. Mm-hmm. But that blew his mind. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's something. And by the and my mother has been thrilled to pieces with him too. Which that's for good. my for my mother to have kind words for anything, man, you have to move heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. Because she is very fussy. <laughs> and uh, the other, th- oh, there's something else that uh, we should maybe mention that's tied to another one-off episode. You and I, for the first time ever, did some cycling together. Yes. And that, and- that was so cool. Yes. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You you touched on it on um, uh, Autobiography of a Schnook. I mean, Ding. I believe the most recent episode. But uh, yeah, I've always wanted to do ride the uh the lakefront trail in chicago yeah i mean come on i mean it's one of the most amazing skylines in the world uh, i would even venture to say maybe the best but i would I venture to say around. definitely the best i haven't been all over the world i think san francisco's would give it a run for its money though i've been to three countries and they're all in north america i've been to two countries and they're all in north america but i haven't really seen much yeah, of the one of the three skyline. countries i've been to was not the other country you've been to <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh you've been but, to mexico too haven't you I've been up to the border, but I've never oh, actually okay. been yeah, in I've Mexico. been to Canada and Bermuda. Yeah. No, I've been to Canada. I've visited Vancouver. Beautiful city, by the way. And uh, uh, people that like horror films will recognize it from uh, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, and I've been to Thunder Bay, uh, Paul Schaefer's uh, stomping grounds. Ah. And I've been through Toronto. We didn't ever actually stopped in Toronto. Oh, I love Toronto. Or as they say in Toronto, Toronto. <laughs> my uh, my wife and uh, kids have been there because they've gone on trips with uh, my mother-in-law, who is a native Canadian from Toronto, and she still has uh, relatives and relations up there. Ah, okay. so, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, I remember she told me about that before. And, oh, man, and I've been to the Niagara Falls side of Canada, yeah. too. And I will say the this. The Canadian side of Niagara Falls. I will rather. say this. Chicago has the best skyline ever, but I think the most beautiful city I've ever been to, San Francisco. I would totally agree with that. There's nowhere in San Francisco where you're not going to have an amazing view. I would 100% agree with that. And I haven't been to San Francisco since 1978. I'm going next month. Yay. Yay. But, For like uh, two days. But back to what we were talking about. Yes. There was a one spot when we were on our bicycle ride 
we rode up to uh, the Adler Planetarium, which is on Northerly Island, which is really a peninsula that was built for the 34 World's Fair. Wait, that's Northerly Island? Yeah, that's Northerly Island. I did not know that was technically part of Northerly Island. Yeah. So uh, we went up there and I'm like, I was a little tired, but I'm like, you know what? Let's just stop here for a few minutes and just relax. And I'll tell you what, I love going to like the mountains and just, you know, relaxing and taking in the view and the sights and that. I had that same experience, that same euphoria, that same sense of awe and wonder, just like right there. I'll put a picture in the show notes. Yes, yes. And then uh, I had probably the best Polish sausage I've ever had in my life at one of the stands along the lakefront trail. Yeah. And um, I tell you, man, restaurants are good. Restaurants are great. Sure. But sometimes you just get the best food from a little stand alongside a trail. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, like I said, that was the best Polish sausage I ever had in my life. It was a Maxwell Street Polish, which is legendary in the Chicago area. I mean, everybody talks about Chicago pizza, Chicago-style hot dogs. Both good, but they don't hold a candle to a Maxwell Street Polish. I'm telling you that right now. And it was the best Polish sausage I ever had in my life. And it was, man. Go to any Vienna beef day. place, you'll have a Polish like that. Yeah. That was one of my the highlights of my year so far, if not the highlight of my year so mm. far. And um, I, we got to get together to do the southern half of the trail, yeah. which I don't know how as good that would be versus the northern side of the trail, because the northern side is much closer to downtown and, you know, much closer to more uh, people in one area. But um, yeah, the couple of times I've been down there, it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, so we got to do that sometime this summer. Yeah, finish yeah, the trail. One time I did all the trail in one in one go. Man, I was oh, tired too. By the way, I need to need to sign up for the uh, bike the drive. Ooh, thing. Yeah, please do. Uh, but that was you said in August or September. It is the Sunday of Labor Day weekend, just like I predicted. Okay. They, okay. They, the registration's open. I already registered. I need to register, and I also have a bicycling thing I'm going to do at the end of September too. Oh, do tell tour of scenic ogle county i've done it ah, yes you have they've been running it for six years i've done it every year except one last year i had to turn around because i was so out of shape i just couldn't take one of the hills like right at the beginning of the ride oh man uh, which was i was a little disappointed but i still got to ride around the area you could have just hopped off your bike and walked it couldn't you yeah i could have but i didn't because i know how hilly that area is yeah that yeah. <laughs> that area around Oregon, Illinois is insane. And, uh, you know, you and me and our significant others or whatever should get together sometime and just go out to that area and relax. Cause that is one of the most beautiful areas in the entire state. The Rock River Valley. I have never been there. I don't think. Yeah. The area between, uh, the Rockford international airport all the way down to Oregon is, uh, is just amazing. Actually a little further South. We should have invited Keith to join us. Oh, man. Oh. Or yeah. maybe, did we maybe? And he wasn't a bit, I don't know. I feel bad now. Well, Wait, in, next time. Invite him to where? Oh, for the, the lakefront ride. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I got to get you on uh, more of the Fox River Trail. That's one of my yeah. favorite places to ride in the entire world. I need yeah, to the only thing I'm a, I'm a little bit apprehensive of is the short five-mile stretch of that that I rode. Mm-hmm. saw a lot of deers. I've never seen any deer along that trail. Yeah, I I'll pull up a. I I know I have video of it somewhere, so I'll have to I'll have to show. You'll be it, fine. But. Just uh, yeah, you'll just be fine. I I wouldn't worry about it. Well, yeah, considering one caused twelve hundred dollar damage to my car back in two thousand two. So. 
I would I would say you're probably safer on a bicycle than a car in that in that sort of a situation. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, I need to get out there again. It's going to be kind of hard the next two weeks because I have bike MS the next the Sunday after this is being rec- well a week. F- no, exactly one week from the day we're recording this. Hmm. Um, By the way, you can still uh, if you want to donate, you can still donate. Link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. And um, yeah, I'm trying to start to get back into uh, writing again. It's been kind of hard. Yeah. um, Well, you better see a doctor so you can go writing again. I took too many of those pills. (laughs) Yeah, I got to get out more myself because lately it's just been quick half mile errands on the bike, but Mm -hmm. mainly because it's really hot outside. Yeah, that's definitely not helping. The other day I took a ride. From home over the bridge over the Illinois River, which that's, I used to be able to do that a little bit easier than I was the other day. Then over to the cemetery road access to the INM Canal Trail, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's what I did. Of course, I could just shut up and just make sure I have enough frozen Gatorade with me. There's that too. So yeah, that's pretty much everything that's been going on with me. Yeah, man, uh, I am like double posting a lot of shit lately. I must be forgetting. I was just looking at my Facebook page trying to scroll down to find the link to Bike MS. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, as for me, I mean, have you been doing any gaming lately? The last day or so, I've been uh, playing a... Um, I need to put this... See if this, this should work on the uh, my concerto cart. But there's a game that's in the Atari 2600 programming forum... If I, let me see if I can find it here. Ah, uh, here. It's called Runes of Moria. It's a hmm. first-person maze game on the 2600. It's in 4K, and it uses absolutely no special hardware or or uh, software tricks at all. It just uses the straight 2600. Uh, it runs on stock 2600 with nothing else, no special chips, nothing. And um, it's, it's a little confusing, but it's um, pretty damn impressive, I have to say. It's just amazing, like, how much that little thing is capable of doing, seriously. Yep. Like, I'm still in awe over Draconian. Mm-hmm. It was in the, uh, one of the 7800 forums on uh, Atari Age. Somebody was uh, saying, oh, I wish there was uh, Bosconian. It's like, dude, just get Draconian for the 2600. Mm-hmm. I can't even begin to imagine how, if they did what they did with Draconian, how amazing would Bosconian be on the 7800 oh my goodness oh definitely I that that's a game I would love to see that would be one I think wouldn't be too hard that would let me let let me rephrase it would be a good uh, first project for uh, for somebody to program because outside of the map it seems like it could be kind of straightforward ish in a way this is just me ruminating so I I could be entirely wrong but I think it'd be a good, you know, a first project for someone. Hmm. As for me, I haven't really been doing much gaming at all, honestly, lately. I did get the uh, Ed Ladin Seagull adapter that lets you connect basically any joystick to it, and it will adapt it to the Atari systems, to the ColecoVision, and mm-hmm. ergo the ColecoVision Phoenix and mm-hmm. Coleco fa- Flashback. So I was finally able to uh, do a little bit more with my ColecoVision Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Problem is, I'm having a hard AF time running 2600 stuff on it. I can really? only get, I think, Battlezone was the only game so far that I tried that I was actually able to get working. Hmm. 
everything else just scrambles up and I'm, ah, but, oh, well, I'll, I'll figure something out sometime. Hey, I just, man, I mean, it has, it doesn't really have much to do with like sudden things that came up in my life. It's more like, I just haven't been playing games lately. I mean, even when sure. I went to uh, Underground Retrocade the night before we're recording this, I don't know. I was just having an off night. I just couldn't focus. I was sucking at Frenzy. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing so well at Centipede. Millipede, I was having a hard... I mean, even Bubble Bobble, I was playing that, and man, I just wasn't getting anywhere. I mean, I, I left relatively early just because I was like, man, I'm not feeling it, dog. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It's I'm going through a lull, I guess. It happens from time to time. Sure. It does. But what I have been doing is I have been very curious about the TV show Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of the TV show The Office. And yeah. I listen to a podcast called Office Ladies, mm-hmm. which uh, those of you listening and you perhaps, Jim, uh, in case those of you don't know, Office Ladies is hosted by Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. Yeah. They were on The Office and they host it. It's episode by episode. They talk about behind the scenes stuff and all this. Oh, that and sounds they, neat. And they brought up Freaks and Geeks a lot. Mm-hmm. And I found out why. It's because a bunch of people who were involved in the office were also involved in Freaks and Geeks. And you know who one of the writers, I think, of Freaks and Geeks was? Wasn't it J. Elvis Weinstein? J. Elvis Feinstein. And, and Trace Beaulieu was on it. Yep. He played one of the teachers. Yep. And Joel Hodgson was in it, too, a couple episodes. Yep. That's kind of cool seeing those guys doing stuff uh, outside of Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? I've seen clips of it. I've not actually okay. ever seen the show. Because, man, I, I did a search. We have, a, we have a Roku, and I did a search on Roku for Freaks and Geeks. Nothing came up. Uh-huh. So I looked at the library. One of the Chicago Public Library branches has the complete series on DVD. So oh, wow. I requested it. Problem is, I was waiting for months for the thing because so many people had it reserved. Mm-hmm. And I finally got it, and I just mainlined the whole thing. I got so hooked on it. And I highly, highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it. It's now streaming on uh, Hulu and uh, I think Paramount Plus. Okay. But it is such a, such an addicting show. And it only ran for one season. There are only 18 episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joel Hodgson, by the way, his character was basically kind of like Disco Stew. He yeah. lives in his own little world in which Disco is still hot. <laughs> and he was fantastic. I mean, he was a little bit cartoony, but he was excellent in that role. Nice. And there is one thing that almost made me lose all respect for Freaks and Geeks. Oh? It was set in 1980. Okay. Or at least the 1980-1981 school year. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in which an Atari 2600 is involved. Okay, no problem so far. Yeah, pretty good, right? So uh, one of the characters goes to, well, actually two of the characters go to an electronics store. And in the Atari display, they have a bunch of games for sale, one of which Berserk. hmm And some 5200 games. Mm-hmm. This was 1980. Mm-hmm. Did the 5200 exist in 1980? No, it came out in 82, didn't no. it? No. And Berserk wasn't available. Berserk only came out in the arcades in 1980. That is true, too. I think that didn't come out till 1982 for the home systems. So I was like, <laughs> And then they cut to a scene at one of the characters' houses. They were playing Asteroids in the 2600, but the gameplay they were showing was the arcade version. Oh, come on. But I I will 
let that one slide, and I'll tell you why. Hmm. This was back around 1999-2000, when 4-3 was still the ratio, mm-hmm. and when most people were still watching on CRT TVs. Mm-hmm. All the flicker in the 2600 asteroids might not have translated well. That's true. And yeah, that's could, true. Could they have tried a different game? Maybe, but there might have been some kind of deep reason behind choosing asteroids. That's true. But I rewatched that part of the episode. There were two different commentary tracks. So I listened yeah. to the commentary tracks. They didn't say a thing about it. I was like, oh, come on, explain yourselves. But I, one thing they did say is that they got all the Atari stuff from a museum. So I'm guessing what they did was say, hey, we need some Atari stuff. Here's the scene. And they're like, okay, here you go. And they just used what they got. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> just like uh, the, the show Young Sheldon, there was a scene where they're talking about video game systems. And uh, they showed one uh, kid with an Atari 7800 in the box. And yeah. somebody on a. a yep. And it was uh, somebody from Atari age loaned That's him right. his uh, boxed 7800 for that scene. Sold it on eBay, actually. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, that's he right. Said, he did, and the yeah. show bought it. That's right. Yeah, he that's got a right. message saying, "By the way, this is going to be on Young Sheldon." Nice. <laughs> that's got to be cool. But seriously, though, I freaking love Freaks and Geeks. Oh, that was dumb. I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. Oh well. But the show redeemed itself in the final scene of the series. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's twenty years old, so uh, it's too late for spoilers. But still, one spoiler. The final scene involved using the song Ripple by the Grateful Dead. That is one of my all-time favorite songs ever. I've never so, heard it. I'm not a fan of the Grateful Dead. It is a nice Dead. song. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Dead fan myself. I, I oh. like the Dead, but I don't love them. The only song of theirs I like is Touch of Grey. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the song in and of itself. Just they shouldn't have done it. That should have been a Joe Jackson song. Like the Stepping Out Joe Jackson? Yep. Yep. I could see that. That would have been right up his alley, but yeah. That, I, I kind of like Joe Jackson. Yeah, in the 80s, everybody sold out. The Dead had Touch of Grey. Uh, yes, had the 90125 album, which, which actually did very album. well. Yeah, which I, is a it good is good. Album. It is but good, yes but it's still selling get out. Into a, yes fans get into a whole tizzy about, well, that's not real Yes. And, and it's like, that's that stuff is pop music. Pop I mean, music sell, is Selling terrible. out isn't necessarily a bad thing in terms of quality. No. I mean, I'm not I, a I Yes fan, but 90125 is a nice album. I really get frustrated with people that are like, well, you know, well, this is not Yes. This is like pop garbage that they should have never done. And I'm like thinking, first of all, who made you the arbiter of what, you know, what is real music by them and not? It, Genesis fans are the same way over the Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel thing. And then on top of it, it's like, Maybe that's just something they wanted to try to see if they could uh, could do it. Think of it as reinventing themselves. David Bowie reinvented himself all the time. He did everything from like folk music to industrial, and he sure. nailed it every damn time. Yeah, David Bowie is one of the most versatile musicians. He could pretty much do anything. I would love to have seen him and Prince collaborate on something. I think that, that would have been so something. much ass. But um, not a David Bowie fan at all. But I could so see that. Bowie's last album is one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. If you've never heard Black Star, check it out. It's a great album. It might be his best album, too. I'm checking the library right now. But where was I going with that? But yeah, I mean, it's like artists, bands, musicians, whatever, they change. They evolve with the times. Maybe it's selling out. Maybe they're trying to find something that can make their music uh, a little bit better. Oh, explicit version. Oh, my library has it, and it's in transit. Ah, but um, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's um, place hold. 
The thing is, people that are doing criticize that are people that are stuck in time. They don't want something they love to change because, I don't know, nostalgia reasons or whatever, but artists really, the really good ones, well, I can't really say that, but a lot of artists want to change, to broaden their horizons, to see, like I was saying, make make something better, see if maybe it'll enhance what they can do. Mm-hmm. And the people that refuse to change hold back the people that want to change. Yep. And on top of that, too, 90125 did not start out as a Yes Project. Correct. Really? It did have a bunch of, it, it had musicians from Yes getting together to do an album, but it was originally under the title Cinema, hmm. which was is actually one of the songs on that album. But they're like, since pretty much everybody from one of the original lineups of Yes was were there, plus Trevor Rabin, who wasn't, who I think is a very underrated uh, pop guitarist, they're like, but you might as well just call it a Yes album. And it's a very good album. I think their follow-up, Big Generator, is uh, underrated. It's, is it a great album? No, but I, it's more in the vein of 90125. It's, uh, but I, I think it's decent enough. Don't think it's, like I said, don't think it's great. Uh, I love the song Roundabout by Yes off of Fragile. My brother made a big deal about buying the seven-inch single of that. Yeah. That's such a great song. My, uh, everyone keeps saying Fragile is like the best album they did, and I I bought the MP3 version of it, and there's a few good songs on there, but it's like, I just don't get it, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah. Allow artists to change and breathe if they want to. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Did you hear that, Mike Love? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> You're just like Mike. Love, but you want to be Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. And I still like Panic at the Disco. Uh, with the exclamation point or without the exclamation point? Both. You like them there, both? They, okay. only did, they only did one album without Oh, okay. All right. And that was pretty odd. And um, that's the one where they went in a Beatles vibe, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. The band broke up. The only original member of the band left is Brendan Urie, who wants to do a metal album next. Uh, but uh, they were discovered by uh, Fallout Boy. Jiminy Jellicker's radioactive man. Yeah. And uh, what happened was for their second album, their first album was A Fever You Can't Sweat Out, which is more straight up pop, pop rock sort of thing, which I like that yeah. album a lot. The yeah. second one, pretty odd, was, like I said, more in the Beatles vein. Uh, their song... Uh, Nine in the afternoon, you can really hear it. And especially if you watch the video for that song, uh, they went full on Sgt. Pepper for the okay. video and song. And it's I, I like it. But the, the best song on that album, and one of my top 10 favorite songs of all time is on that album, and that's uh, Northern Downpour. That's an amazing song. Hey, Moon, please forget to fall down. Hey, Moon, don't you go down. There's second to last release was a song called death of a bachelor and he went more and a few of the songs went more for a frank sinatra vibe and i think hmm. uh they almost pulled it off they just about pulled it off with uh, uh with a couple of their songs and um they like the change you know hmm. the fact that uh brendan urie liked to keep changing things around a bit was one of the reasons why the band uh, has only one uh one original member left their last album, uh, Pray for the Wicked, is okay. It's got a few good songs, but it's probably my least favorite of the albums of theirs that I have. High Hopes is a good song. Hey, Look My, Made It's a great song. It's uh, it's about uh, the controlling aspects of the music industry. So anyway, yeah, that's my little music corner. 
check out the song Northern Downpour. I think you might like it. Yeah, my little music corner. I discovered this. Uh, it's hard hard to explain, but there's an EP out there. It's called Palladium, and it's by a performer named Olivia Jean. She plays guitar and sings, and she's mm-hmm. she has. I don't want to say an Amy Winehouse look going, but kind of a little retro look with a kind of a beehive-ish hairdo. Mm-hmm. And uh, she paired up with April March. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, April March likes... Shouldn't it be March, April? No. March, April may do music with someone else. Of course. <laughs> but April March sometimes sings in French. She's American, but she's bilingual. She speaks French very well. Wee oui, wee. Oui. And there's this really catchy tune that they did together, like... April March sang the French version, Olivia Jean sang the English version. It's called Let's Go. And the French version is called Allons-y. And it's, I heard it on Little Steven's Underground Garage on uh, Sirius XM, and I was like, holy cow, this is really amazing. I liked it so much that I bought the freaking EP. It has mm-hmm. three different versions of each. It has three different versions of Let's Go, three different versions of Allons-y, and just really, really cool. I was just really super getting into it. I, I bought it on Bandcamp, and I'm very mm-hmm. happy with it. I'm assuming it's not a cover of the Cars song, Let's no, Go. No, 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 not at all. Okay. Yeah, I like totally different thing. I was hoping that it was out on vinyl, but the mm-hmm. only only one version of each is on vinyl, and it's not the version that I like. So, well, I mean, I like them all, but it's my favorite mm-hmm. is not on vinyl. But check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, yeah, that's what I had to say there. Oh, yeah. It, it's kind of refreshing just to be able to talk about whatever without yeah. having to talk about games for, for once. So, yeah. I mean, we've done it with the radio episode, we've done it yeah. a couple other times, but it's kind of nice just to Games shoot the breeze. Oh, you mentioned Paramount Plus earlier. I'm thinking yeah. about subscribing to it, but only after I hear more about the new Beavis and Butthead movie that's supposedly coming. What? You didn't know this? No! Hold on. I'm gonna. I'm going to grab the trailer. Yeah, and doing some serious thinking, I honestly believe that Beavis and Butthead to America is in my top five movies of all time. I mean, I'm not really a movie person, so that might be why, but it's definitely up there. Possibly third. It's my favorite animated movie of all time and one of my favorite comedies. Uh... It really is pretty well done. Siskel and Ebert liked it. And I'd I'd like to upgrade my DVD copy to Blu-ray if they ever did a high-res version of it. Uh, Here's the video. An announcement from Beavis and... An announcement from Beavis and Butthead. Let me... You're going to love the way this is set up. I'm going to send it to you and uh, watch it now. Watch it now? Okay. Yeah. It's only like a minute or two. You're going to love this. Oh, it's 38 seconds. Okay. I'm going to click start now. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Oh, it stopped. Crap. Oh, I don't buy DVDs anymore. I just stream everything. Screw (laughs) you. This is exactly why I still buy DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah, you know what the cloud is, everybody? The cloud is someone else's computer. And when someone else's computer is not available, you can't do your precious streaming. Anyway, I'm going to try again. (laughs) Uh, Hello? So do we have everybody? Um, Let's see, is uh, is Butthead here? (laughs) 
I'm right here. Oh, yeah. There you are. You like how it's a Zoom call? We're making a movie. Yeah. And it's going to be on Paramount Plus. That's one of my favorite You said Mount. There's no information other than a movie's coming. And it's going to be on Paramount Plus, which I, to which I do not subscribe. I might do it. It's not that expensive. And you can always cancel it afterwards. Yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, I'm, I'm very looking forward to that. See, that's one of the curses of streaming because you have to subscribe to multiple services to get everything you want. Yeah. In fact, I was uh, thinking of canceling our cable service this summer, but I did some research and I, I think it was WGN. They had a story about cutting the cord and all this. I don't think it's worth it. After doing some research and seeing what people cut the cord, what they had to say, like about how they killed off their TV service and their internet bill went up mm -hmm. and you have to subscribe to multiple services to get basically the equivalent. It's like, it just doesn't seem worth it. Streaming is going to kill cable, but not for the reasons uh, we want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, streaming's a whole new level of baloney. Yep. Just because people wanted choice and only wanted to pay for that which which they want. They don't want these 500 channel packages for $60 a month and they're going to watch like what? Five channels? Yeah. People want a la carte. Well, they here's don't... the thing. I was reading about that and mm -hmm. Apparently, like, the, there's a reason that they have to give you, like, 6,000 channels, and they can't just give you a la carte, and it has to do with those who run those channels. Like, it's not up to the cable company, basically. No, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the production companies. Like, for a, long, for yeah. a while, who was it? Was, uh, it was, I think it was one of the satellite providers. Years back, there was going to be a new channel called Nicktoons, and I th it was either DirecTV or uh, Dish. We're like, you know, we think that channel's redundant, so we're not going to show it. And then uh, Paramount was like, fine, we're going to just pull all of our channels <laughs> from your service and nobody will be able to see any of them. So there's, yeah, like there's a, a lot of uh, extortion uh, going through there, too. Speaking of which, this is addressed to DirecTV customers. It is D-I-R-E-C-T-V. It is not direct TV. Direct you have TV. the service. You have the spelling in front of you. Learn to spell it. I can't stand when people in, misspell things that are right in front of their damn faces. Sorry. Not no, sorry. No worries. So, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to really say. I barbecued a brisket today. Oh, yeah. Well, I had somebody slow barbecue a ribeye for me, so. Nice. Yeah. The great thing about, I think I've said this before, the great thing about barbecuing is you have to kind of like monitor the temperature or whatever. And yeah. that's a that's a get out of uh, jail ticket. You know, you don't have to... Uh, Jim, will you mow the lawn? I can't. I got to monitor the temperature of the barbecue or it'll get ruined. So that's a little handy hint from me to you. Barbecuing, way to get out of chores. Handy hint from me to you. Live somewhere where there isn't a lawn to mow, or if there were a lawn, yeah. there's somebody who lives there who does it normally anyway. I don't mind having a lawn so much. Actually, mowing the lawn is the least of my worries because it's sure. like, that's my, uh, that's kind of my alone time, you know? Yeah, like and, and listen to music and stuff. Ex exactly, exactly. So, but, but yeah, I mean, I got, I really have nothing more to say at this point. So, other no. than to, other than to thank people who have been very generously supporting us over Patreon, such, such as, as the charming and delightful Lance Endries and Atari Bites and Christian Williams and Nate Lockhart and D. Alex, New Balance Stores Phoenix, Tim Foley. Richard Valdez, Timmy Mac, Underground Retrocade, PJ Steele, Kurt Musgrave, Mike Hat and Jay, Air Shack, 
Oh my God. I, I keep meaning to email Airshack to let him know I got the book. Thank you, Airshack, in case you don't hear from me. I got it. Really generous of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, thanks to uh, Keith Sheehan, Rory Coleman, Daniel Chavez, Art Guglielmo, the SNES podcast. Thank you, Greg, uh, Steve Steiner, Mark Super, Kyle Etter, and Richard G. Rounds. Uh, pardon me, Richard Grounds. Richard Grounds. I got to fix that typo there in the notes. Thank you all. And of course, uh, we are going to disable Patreon until we are back in business, as it were. Does it work? I might pop up every now and then to do a live stream in the in the off time, but okay. Uh, but yeah, that's not guaranteed. Again, work schedule and the fact that I'm just tired anymore. So sure. And don't forget uh, Redbubble.com slash people slash Pie Factory Podcast. Ding. Indeed. So I think with that, we'll uh, call it a night. And thank you for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you all again sometime in August. And we didn't identify ourselves. I am oh. uh, I am Sean, and asking that musical question is... Uh, Jim. Woohoo! That's Woo-hoo. what I'm talking about. Yeah, so. All righty, we will talk to you all later. Does this uh, require the name of a monkey's album, this episode, do you think? Album? Or song? Or what were you doing? I was doing songs. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, f- trivia. Trivia. Okay. The first Monkeys album to have a title track, Good Time, from 2013, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is interesting. Or whatever they released that album. I don't remember what year it was, mm-hmm. but uh, the one that they reunited to record okay. and flew in a Davy Jones vocal. Okay. But yeah, Davy uh, had died by then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's that's a little fun fact for you. But uh, shoot, yeah, I that's another thing. I wasn't prepared with a with a sign off with the uh, name oh, of wow. a monkey song. But you better be prepared for your sign off, though. Yeah, support your local arcade, especially now that they're pretty much all open. Mary, Mary, how does your garden grow? This episode of the Pie Factory podcast was edited and produced by Hyde Saint Pierre. Opening and closing theme is The Happy L, composed by Sean Courtney. Follow the Pie Factory podcast online via Facebook, on Twitter at Pie Factory PFP, or on piefactorypodcast.com. Support the show at patreon.com slash piefactorypodcast. Podcast.